Now then, the Christmas publicity machine is spluttering into full swing and one of the goodies in the BBC stocking this year is comedy drama Professor Brainstorm. BBC One has signed up an all-star cast led by Harry Hill for the adaptation of Norman Hunter's much-loved children's books about a mad inventor. The 60-minute film is made in-house and is penned by Far Show and Young Bond writer Charlie Higson. We caught up with Charlie at the Professor Brainstorm screening last week, where he explained how he convinced Harry Hill to take on his first acting role. Uh, so welcome, Charlie. We've just seen some exclusive clips of, uh, of the show. What's it been like showing it to an audience for, for the first time? I was very confident with the show, having seen all the, the, the edit of it, and I thought, actually, this is really good. So um, I remember when I first saw the first assemblies, because as we were filming every week, the editor would just cut together what he had. And whenever you see first assemblies, you kind of, you're usually too nervous to actually click on it. You're thinking, oh, my God, what's this going to be like? But as soon as I started it, I thought, oh, great. <laughs> They've done a fantastic job. So, you know, I, I was very confident to let people see bits. I mean, they're only little bits because it is unfinished and uh, particularly because there's a lot of CGI to go on it with, uh, with all those sort of mad inventions and things. It's clear from, uh, you know, the, the Q&A we've, uh, we've just heard that both you and Harry have great affection for the books. Um, how did you first uh, become aware of them? And, you know, once you realised that this was a viable, viable opportunity, I, I guess you, you must have jumped at it. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's really interesting, the history of the Professor Brainstorm books. Um, the stories were originally written for BBC Children's Hour and the radio in the early 1930s. Uh, and they were a big hit. And so Norman Hunter did the first book, The Incredible Adventures of Professor Brainstorm in the early 30s, and then a sequel to that. And then he went off to do other things. He didn't, he didn't think of himself particularly as a writer. He, he, he did all manner of stuff. But then in the late 60s, um, ITV made a TV series of Professor Brainstorm. And I think that must have been when I found out about the character, because I, uh, I read the books avidly when I was a kid, when I was about 10 years old, um, and loved them. And they're really funny and inventive and chaotic. And the, the, the first book has these beautiful Heath Robinson illustrations, which I loved as a kid. And I, on the back of that, Norman Hunter came back and wrote a load more books. Um, and so there was a generation of kids who, who, who came to it at that time. Um, and I'd sort of forgotten about them until I, I had kids of my own and I was looking for stuff and I, I found a story in a, in a compilation of, of stories and read it to them and they really laughed and I thought, you know, actually it's amazing that these stories still work now. So when I, and I started talking about them because, because as, as a children's writer I talk about books a lot and um, the publishers and the, uh, whatever came to me. In fact, the, I was asked to write a new Professor Brainstorm book so I, I didn't have time but I'm, I'm just so glad to been given the opportunity to do this as a film because hopefully it'll bring a whole new generation of kids to the books and and because they are still very readable now um they'll stand up very well um and also it was great that the bbc were really behind it because they had the resources to do it properly it's a, it's it's a pretty big budget show um so it mean, meant we could probably build a lot of the machines and the inventions, and then we can add to that and, and build other ones that are entirely kind of computer-generated. You talked about getting Harry on board. Was he always the first choice? He was, actually. Um, and, I, and in fact, the BBC, the BBC said, how about Harry Hill? And I thought, yes, he's bald. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> but it wasn't just, you know, th- 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 there was a certain feeling of, all right, who's a bald actor who could do this? Uh, but actually, he was a perfect fit for the part um, because he, he exists in his own anarchic little world and um, there's, there's no malice in what he does. Uh, he can be quite sharp and, and having a go at people, but somehow you forgive him for it. And, and that works very well for the character of Professor Brainstorm, who creates incredible chaos around himself, but is entirely oblivious to it. He's just in his little world, and all he's thinking about is his next invention. So it, it was a great fit, and uh, we had some early meetings together, and you know, he, he had certain, you know, he wanted to make sure that this was going to work for him, uh, and we needed to make sure that he was going to work for us, and... and and luckily it worked out well on both fronts. <laughs> uh, you mentioned the ambition. Uh, ben Farrell, the executive producer, has also talked up the ambition of the show. What was some of the more challenging elements of the, the production? Well, A, it's a period piece. Um, it's set in a sort of undefined part of the olden days, anywhere between the 30s and the 50s. That's always expensive. You know, if you get extras in, they've got to wear period pieces, period clothing. If you, you know, if you've got the vehicles, you've got to find places in England that you can still shoot as as, as the olden days. And luckily, we, we the very good location person found a couple of two different towns that they used. There was a, you know, it's a big cast of big names, um, which costs you money, uh, and also there is this this big element of the of the CGI of the computer generated machines and getting all that to work. You know, it, this is probably something we couldn't have done 10 years ago, certainly not 20 years ago, but the technology now is so advanced and is really, you know, it has got cheaper, but it is still an expensive process. And the actual contraptions that Professor Brainstorm creates, um, what was it like making those? Well, the great thing was that the, the designer said, look, let's make as much as we can. And he had a real feel for... Uh, of what makes those inventions fun it's the little it's the weird bits and pieces you bolt onto them that, that you know you wouldn't expect and, and you know there's machines made out of sewing machines and typewriters and garden implements and kitchen implements and then once he started showing his designs and some of his early um well they weren't models they were actually machines and i just thought oh, you know they're going to look so beautiful uh, and, it, and it's great that it's not all computer generated. It's not a big kind of Hollywood thing. That these are actual things that you can feel and touch and, and play with, which Harry loved because he loves props. He loves working with bits and pieces and odd contraptions that sometimes work and sometimes don't, but have that kind of DIY feel about them. Uh, and so it was great that he could actually interact with, with the machines that we, that, that we had made. And you're, you're in the show, you play with the mayor of, uh, of the town. Uh, was that always the intention? And I, I had not originally intended to be in the show because I, uh, I'm really busy on three other fairly big projects at the moment. And I said, look, I would love to be in this, but I, I, don't, uh, I don't have the time. Uh, so sadly, I, I, I passed these parts on. But then um, Brian Blessed was lined up to play the mayor of Pagwell. Um, uh, but he had an eye infection and, and had to pull out. So at the last minute, we had a read-through, and I said, well, I'll read for the mayor and afterwards they said well that was fine well, you know why don't you do the part it would be great and I thought it was only two days filming so I thought well if it's two days over a weekend that's fine so I said yeah all right yeah and then I found out it was five days filming uh, so that was a whole week gone um, and I had to 
I had to pretend to the other productions I was working on that I was off doing important work. But then when I started tweeting pictures of myself in a giant beard <laughs> and an, an outrageous mayor's costume, I think they realised I was up to something. They cottoned on. Yes, but no, it was such fun. And I'm so glad that it worked out that because um, we had this one big scene where um, most of the characters are in it. Uh, and it was just a joy to work with David Mitchell and Ben Miller and Adrian Scarborough and Harry Hill and uh, Simon Day to have us all in this one big scene together. And there's 13 books, am I right in saying that? There could well be. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What I'm trying to get, I guess, is uh, there's scope to do more. Yes, there are, there are tons of stories. It, it, the, the books are they're collections of short stories. They're, they're not novels. So in each book, there's a huge amount of amazing invention and, and creativity. Uh, for this film, I've used four bits from four of the stories in, in the first book, The Incredible Inventures of Professor Brainstorm. So there is, there is tons of stuff. And in fact, there, there are two or three stories from that book which I'd wanted to work into this uh, script. Um, so if the BBC did want another one, th- yeah, there, there is tons of great stuff.